2: Good morning, Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. It's your boy Adam Epstein with you here on another edition of AWOD Weekend Radio. Bright and early with you guys here on a Saturday morning. And so much to talk about. I got my guy Donald behind the glass producing the show today. And we were just talking about it here as we were prepping for this show. Man, where do I start here? Do I start with the... Washington football team and the misery there, or do I start with the team that's the hottest team in the NBA? That's the Washington Wizards. Yeah, 2-0 with Wes Unseld Jr. uh, getting things started here in his uh, debut home opener as the coach of the Washington Wizards and that franchise, Uh, but we want to jump around today. During my non-sports segment, I might have teased this last week, I have to get into it this week, the squid game. The phenomena that uh, has been going on on Netflix—it feels like it, the, the talk has died down, but I think that's just because everyone's seen it, and they're—you know—the cliffhanger wasn't the greatest. But I want to get into what it would be like for an American version of Squid Game, some kid uh, games I played as a kid, and do I think I would be any good? Would I be able to compete for that money? Uh, but as always, during AWOD Weekend Radio, we like to start the show by starting with a segment I call Today in Sports. If you're a huge sports fan like myself, you are just waking up, going to have yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a nice uh, sausage, egg, and cheese croissant to start your day. Get up and at them. And here's what you can watch today in sports. So live on 106.7 The Fan after me today, uh, you can listen to Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech needs to bounce back this week with quarterback Braxton Burmeister. All the games this week – that are good start before 1 p.m. in college football 12 noon Cincinnati travels to Annapolis Maryland to take on a one and five Navy team Cincinnati number two in the country right now uh, huge for the Bearcats my dad's alma mater uh, 12 noon number three Oklahoma travels to Kansas to face the Jayhawks uh, I was looking at this game in ESPN players to watch says Spencer Rattler But we all know that's not true. It's D.C. and Gonzaga's Caleb Williams that will start at quarterback again for Oklahoma. He's been so impressive in his first two college games uh, that the announcers even mentioned Heisman candidate on the broadcast. No, that's not me saying it. That was the announcer saying it. Caleb Williams, just so strong, uh, really fast, great arm. Uh, He's been so impressive. Um, And so it's it's fun to watch, especially because he's a local guy. Uh, We'll see how good he can be with Oklahoma uh, throughout the rest of the season as I don't see them going back to Spencer Rattler ever. Um, So we'll see what happens there. 12 noon, Oklahoma number three against Kansas. Uh, Northwestern traveling to Ann Arbor to face number six. That's Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Michigan, one of the best teams in the Big Ten this season. I see them winning today. Illinois at 12 noon travels to Happy Valley to face number seven. Penn State Penn State is 5 and 1 this season. Their only loss being a come from behind victory for Iowa 2 weeks ago. Then Iowa moved up to number 2 in the country. Their best record in like 10 years. Uh they're always, you know, a top 25 team, but I don't think they've gotten up to number 2 uh in 10 years. Then they were destroyed by Purdue at home. Things fell back to normal. But speaking of Purdue, number 25 Purdue takes on Wisconsin at 3:30 PM today. A game that I'm really looking forward to uh, is at 3:30 PM today when number 10 Oregon takes on UCLA at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Um, Oregon was impressive this year, and then they kind of uh, fell back down to earth. UCLA has been a good team this year. I think that's going to be a high-scoring matchup. One I'm looking forward to watching uh, at 3:30. LSU is coming off of a big win. But also some drama with head coach Ed Orgeron saying he's done after this season. That's a good coaching matchup because they face number 12 Ole Miss, who's obviously coached by Lane Kiffin. 7 p.m. Tennessee against number four Alabama. Uh, we'll see if Alabama can continue uh, to keep things rolling. They did have that one loss this season, so hopefully uh, they can stay as a one loss team because we all. I know, at least I am, saying we want Alabama in the college football playoff. I think it's 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 weird to get to December and not be talking about Alabama as a top one, two, or three seed um, in college football. Over to the MLB playoffs. The Astros prevailed last night, advancing to the World Series uh, with a 5-0 five o- five victory over Boston and the interesting thing is, like, I was one of those people that would say, like, screw the Astros forever, you know, go to the games, bang on trash cans. They cheated. I mean, they cheated and they got caught, you know. It's the worst thing you can do. It's like, when I got caught cheating in college, Uh, you know, in cl- I felt terrible, you know, and um, so that that's kind of the way I felt about the Astros, but now... It's like a couple seasons removed. I mean, what, what's your thoughts, Donald? Like, do we start saying, like, man, the Astros are actually just good at baseball. Like, they cheated. Now they're actually showing that that lineup is so deep.
3: I think you're justified in your thoughts a little bit. I think it's a little bit of both. I think you kind of have to recognize that they are good in baseball. They they are a solid team, but there's still going to be that bad taste in, in my mouth a little bit. I'm not going to lie about, you know, what happened. But yeah. I will recognize that they're a good team.
2: Yeah, but you're not rooting for them.
4: Uh, no, nah, neither am I. <laughs> so
2: tonight, 8 p.m., we'll see who the Astros faced in the face in the World Series, as it is Game Six, NLCS, Atlanta with with a three two series lead against the Dodgers. But the big news is that Max Scherzer, who was in line to start Game Six for the Dodgers, won't be able to go. Uh, really disappointing uh, there, especially locally, because you know we're all rooting for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Uh, to take the Dodgers to the World Series and to defeat the Astros like they did a few seasons ago with the Washington Nationals, uh, but that game is tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, in the NHL. The co- the Caps, man, off to a hot start, 3-0 and uh, one. Coach Let has the boys playing really well, but really, the big story in my mind has been the improved play of Evgeny Kuznetsov. He was such a big part of that Caps run when they won the World Series. I mean, it's not the World Series uh, when they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, but then he kind of like fell off. I think inconsistency has been a big part of his play. Um, I was listening to Grant Danny earlier this week. J.J. Reagan, who covers the caps for NBC Sports Washington, made a great point. That is, the season after the Stanley Cup, Kuznetsov that first month looked like one of the best hockey players in the NHL. He was on fire. And then he kind of fell off, and the season you know, ended up not being great. Wasn't back-to-back at all for the Washington Capitals. If we could get Kuznetsov playing at that level again, you still have Ovi, who's been amazing. He's got four goals and four assists already this season. Four goals, four assists, and just four games.
3: Yeah, he's been lighting it up. I was at uh, Cap 1 the other night. I think oh, nice. it was Wednesday. I went to the uh, Avalanche game, and they destroyed them. The team looked great. Uh, the, the arena was rocking. The fans were into it. So, yeah, I'm looking for the Caps to do some good things this season.
2: And speaking of Cap One, uh, that place was rocking last night for the Wizards. Real quick though, Don, while you were there, did you go to the sports book at all? That's that's something I'm interested in checking out.
3: I did not. Um, I, I had tickets through a friend, so we just kind of strictly went to the game, but I didn't get over there, but I do want to check it out.
2: Do you have a couple beers at the game?
3: I did, of course, you yeah, know.
2: Yep. Yeah. So I gotta get to a couple Wiz games uh this season. If you missed it on the junkies this week, I made an appearance on Thursday as we were getting ready for bit season and I asked them for floor seats. If you're going to ask anybody in the world for floor seats, the best people to ask, in my opinion, are the sports junkies. Radio Titans, they've got more connections than anybody in this town. They, they're more connected than the mayor. I guarantee that. Uh, but uh, I, I don't have an update on that, but I would like to go to a few Wizards games this year. Uh, an unbelievable start for them, 2-0 and this season. I'm going to get into that next segment, uh, 1-800-636-1067. Is the number if you want to chime in, or you can hit me up on the social media platform called Twitter at AWOD Radio. So the NBA has begun its its 75th anniversary season. It's been off to a fun start. Steph Curry putting on a show in his first few matchups. Uh, So today, 6 p.m., Hawks, Cavs. I like the Hawks in this one. I think they're going to be a top four seed this year. Heat, Pacers, both teams that I expect to be a little worse this season. Mavericks Raptors take Dallas on the money line guarantee that Luca is nearly averaging a triple double right now uh he's he's my early favorite to win MVP this season Pistons versus the Bulls I think the Bulls actually might be really good this season because Zach Levine uh is on a tear he's averaging 33.6 rebounds five assists so far this season Pelicans T-Wolves Here's an interesting thing, and and Donald, you're an NBA fan like me. The T-Wolves roster, oh my goodness. If they stay healthy, they have a really strong team. I mean, they had three scorers over 20 points in that first win. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell. That's a legit big three. They have bench pieces, can they, you know, stay healthy? That's the big question mark.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, with any other team. But I, I agree. They're they're a sneaky good team. I mean, it'll be tough in the West. There's a lot of, you know, competition out there. But yeah. they're a sneaky good team.
2: Absolutely. 8.30 tonight. You can watch Bucks against the Spurs. Giannis somehow just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Suns Trailblazers is the late game. Suns win easily, if you ask me, if you're a betting man. 10.30. Grizz clippers. I'm telling you guys, John Morant is quickly becoming must-watch TV. He's so emotional. He's got it uh he's so fierce out there on the court. Game one, he had 37 points. I-, I think he's on a tear this season. I wouldn't say put him in the MVP category, but put him in a category of guys that are gonna lead their team to a playoff appearance. I think that's the big thing for Jaw this season.
3: Yeah, he reminds me, like you said, the aggression. He reminds me of kind of like a new age Westbrook. The way he I, I just, like that. Yeah, the way he just attacks the rim and plays. He just plays hard every night.
2: Absolutely. Over in the EPL and soccer news, we've got Leeds against Wolves at 10 a.m. That will be a fun one. Leeds always has high scoring games. And then at 1230, Man City against Brighton, who's been really exceeding expectations this season. I expect a lot of goals in that matchup. As well. In the MLS, DC United. So last week on the show, I had Steven Birnbaum on the show. Uh, DC United ended up tying 0 0 0 against Nashville. Uh, tonight, 7 p.m., they take on New York City FC. That's another must win. They got to at least secure one point. Uh, they're right in the thick of things for the playoff seedings. Uh, so this is big. So uh, that's your what you can watch today in sports. But let's get started with the Washington Wizards. That 2 and 0 hot start. A home opener win without Bradley Beal. Are you kidding me, boys? How can you not be fired up? 1-800-636-1067. Let's talk about the Washington Wizards. Let's talk about our thoughts on Wes Sunsell Jr. How does coaching make that much of an impact? My goodness, it looks like a completely different roster of guys. Well, a lot of it is a different roster of guys. Your calls next here on 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan and simulcast on the Team 980.
1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast.
2: Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein here on a Saturday morning, and we want to talk about the Washington Wizards here. And, uh, I, this is Awad Weekend Radio, and I had this really, really cool quote uh, that I saw Ava Wallace got from Spencer Dinwadi, Uh That it was uh, Spencer saying this quote: "I was pleasantly surprised." He's talking about the crowd. "Quote because I'm not gonna lie in the preseason, I could hear myself talk, but y'all went crazy tonight. Let's keep it rocking." Uh, he's absolutely right. Um, I'm trying to. uh, I just retweeted on Twitter at AWOD Radio this really cool play at the end of the game there where Spencer Dinwiddie uh, got the crowd fired up, got everybody fired up by hitting a three pointer from the top of the key with the game on the line, uh, took his man one on one and just said buckets uh, and pulled up from three, pulled up from deep. It was a a really impressive shot and uh, just unbelievable that shot basically sent the game to overtime, and then he hit a couple big shots in overtime, Bertans hit a big three, and the Wizards got a win that I guarantee you we would have found a way to lose last season. Even if we had came back in the final minute when we were down by four and sent it to overtime last season, we would have lost this game in overtime. The guys would have ran out of energy or something. So what's the difference with the Wiz this season? 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Let's get right into it. Here's my uh, my quick list of 10 things that I've found different in just two games uh, so far this season. There's an energy with this roster that totally wasn't there last year or every year under the Scott Brooks era. Which means like there's a group of guys here that know that they have a chance to extend their NBA career by how they play on this team. It's almost like a situation where everyone thinks the Wizards are going to be bad this year. And so they're like, man, this is my chance that I could put up 20 points per game and then end up with an $80 million contract next season or something like that. So there's an energy with this roster where everyone feels like, man, I could use this as an opportunity uh, to rejuvenate my NBA career. Number two, the guys are playing for Wes Unsell Jr. and his playing style, which means like they're moving the ball a lot on offense. It's not a lot of... Uh, one-on-one game like it was last year, and part of that's the roster because you had Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal uh, pretty much you know ball-dominant all of last season. Spencer Dinwiddie or Dinwadi is completely different this year uh, with his point-guarding style. He had an unbelievable game last night and just one turnover, so he got a lot of people involved and didn't turn the ball over, uh, and they're playing defense. Yeah, they gave up 130 points last night, but they got the key stops, and sometimes in the NBA, it's really not about the amount of stops you get as more as it is the timeliness of that defense. Can you string together three straight stops while you're down by six and make a comeback? That's what they did last night in regulation and then again in overtime. I, like That's the most important thing for me was they let Indiana come out and ball at the start of overtime and take a quick six-point lead with Sabonis having a cu- cu- couple uh, quick buckets and layups, and then they fought back. With just three minutes left in that overtime period, it was unbelievable to watch. Uh, I mentioned Spencer Dinwiddie. He's number three on my list here because he's such a a true point guard. I feel like it's not as much about the big shots, but it's also about he got people involved. I mentioned the one turnover last night, uh, but I have to give credit again to that big shot that he made last night. It's like the confidence to shoot that is one thing because people forget, if you look at the stats, he didn't attempt one three-pointer in Game 1 for the Wizards. It was like a feeling-out process. Last night, Game 2, he hit five three-pointers. He showed that he can extend his range beyond the three-point line, and that's so huge. I say this every year. I say this every week. The NBA is such a three-pointers league. You have to be able to hit the three ball, uh, and especially from the point guard position. I think Russell Westbrooks was way too inconsistent last year, and that hurt Washington a lot. Um, I would say Wes unsel Jr.'s decision-making. All right. You look at the way the the guys hustled and played defense. He made really great rot- rotational decisions. Uh the way he's using Denny Avdia is something that I heard Chase Hughes talking about in the postgame. Um, and Chase Hughes will join the show at ten thirty today to break this all down. But There was something about the decision-making and the rotations, and the way he used Denny Avdia was completely different. He was almost playing the backup center position. Uh, He looked more slow, and that's something I talked about last year is that I thought that injury for Denny might have been good for his career because Scott Brooks just threw him in the starting lineup as a rookie, and he looked like he was shell-shocked. He didn't know what was going on. He looked way different last night.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, he he needed some time to just relax and just take it in. You know, as you said, he's a rookie. He's still learning and was just kind of thrown out there. And then I think we have a deep team now where he can also he's not being asked to do as much. He right. can kind of take in and learn from Dimwitty and Coos and Brad and some of those veterans and uh, you know, soak up some game.
2: Absolutely. And we don't even have Rui Hashimura uh in the lineup right now. So that's a big piece that will return uh eventually. Never give up attitude. I mentioned down late. Four points in the fourth quarter, hit two big threes, and then down six in overtime. Those are games in a position there we would we would have found a way to lose last season. I guarantee you that uh, a full season of big men, the teams are afraid of. Like Daniel Gafford's been excellent, Montrez Harrell has been even better. You know what I mean? So it's like two guys. It's a completely different style of play um, from each of them. And uh, the biggest thing for Montrez Harrell, for me, I've seen is like offensive rebounding and finishing around the rim. It's like you can see guys drive and dish and he just finds a way to muscle his way around and then put it in for the easy bucket. He had a couple great and ones last night.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's just a smart player and it's good to, that we have some depth in that like kind of forward center position with Thomas Bryant coming back and you know, just at the addition of, you know, just the people that we have, it's just been good and then even uh Bertans too, he played very well last night and He did. You know
2: what he started he started well with a backdoor cut and a layup and for for the guy like him i think confidence is so so huge it's such a key factor for him that was next on my list improved three point shooting KCP Spencer Dinwiddie with five of them last night uh the roster is just filled with guys that want to they want to play they're hungry it's whether you're a vet or a young guy uh they want to be in this league here for a long time and and then number 9 on my list that Lakers trio uh Kyle Kuzma we, we knew he would be up and down. We knew he would be inconsistent. But one thing he does on offense is he, he creates. He's not afraid. He does one thing that I always have been saying Rui Hashimura needs to improve on, which is be aggressive. Just take your man 101 and go to the basket and see what happens. Even if you have to kick it out, you're creating movement in the offense. KCP can shoot. He had a couple steals last night. That was fun. And I've been talking a lot about Montrez Harrell. He's one of those Lakers trios on the team as well. I think there's a chance every single night that either Bertans, Kispert, Denny, Neto, or KCB, KCP can get the three balls to drop. I've been saying it. It's a three-point shooting league. We have so many more shooters this season, and it's worked out really well because the NBA, you live and die by the three ball. So that's my take. Let's hear from the phone calls here. Let's hear from the members of the AWOD Army out there in the DMV, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Roy in Winchester. What's going on, Roy? How are you doing?
5: Oh, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing?
2: I'm great. Of course I am. 2-0 for the Wiz. What were your thoughts?
5: Well, my thoughts are, I mean, pretty much what you said. I mean, I don't know that you can put Rui back in the starting lineup if he's going to play the same way, you know? Um, Kuzma is playing aggressively. He's playing with the desire to shoot the ball, whereas every time Rui got the ball in the past two years, he would just look like he wanted to give it away first before trying something, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is, I mean, they just – They look hungry, like you said. They look hungry, and it's nice to have a point guard who can shoot the three. And he looks smooth out there. You know, he's not just quick. He doesn't just have good handles. He's smooth, and he's long. Yeah. And it's something I don't think we've had at point guard. I mean, John Wall had some of that length, you know, but he didn't have that Smoothness where you thought the shot was going to go in every time he went up, you know.
2: Yeah. Did you know that Spencer Din Dinwadi had that kind of smoothness in his game? Like uh, that's something that I like the change of pace, like you're saying, really surprised me.
5: Yeah, exactly. And then I mean, I didn't know Kuzma could hit that step back jumper like uh like I, I knew Anthony, he could you know? hit it like one one in
2: ten times, but he's been he's been pretty consistent so far.
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like the starting lineup, the only thing I'd say is is less Aaron Holliday, you know? A little less of him. <laughs> hey, man, That's look,
2: they, that was that was because they were without Bradley Beal that he got the start uh, and got the extended playing time. He, he did have a quick bucket there early in the game where he just raced past his defender, got a quick layup. I think he provides some kind of speed, almost like Tim Frazier from a few years ago as a backup point guard, uh, way different than Ish Smith last season. We also have Howell Neto, who played really well, Uh, last night. More of your phone calls here on 106.7 The Fan after this quick commercial break. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio on the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. If you miss any of it, you can rewind with the Odyssey app. I'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. I have to clarify something. My dad is very confused by the name of the starting point guard for the Washington Wizards. Uh, I was play, I was doing a play on words with my name is Awad. His name isn't Dinwadi, it's Dinwiddie. All right, dad, you can, you can calm down now, but I appreciate you listening to the show. Also, uh, Laser Machine hits me up that he's listening. Evan, I appreciate you listening. Vinny sends me a picture that he was at Cap 1 last night and says the crowd was so in it, into it. This Wiz team is different. And so you got to see this clip or hear this clip of um, Spencer Dinwiddie at the end of the game last night as he hit the huge three-pointer from the top of the key. Uh, This is the Washington Wizards uh, broadcast there on NBC Sports Washington. Here's Bertans back to Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie for three. We are tied! I mean, just listen to that crowd. I mean, I wish it was a a longer clip because – at home, I got goosebumps. The crowd went wild from that big three. So let's go to the phone lines right now. Come with the energy of a 2-0 and Washington Wizards basketball team. Your NBA team in town is undefeated. Who needs football? Let's go to the phone lines. We got Mo in D.C. What's going on, Mo? Hey,
6: man. What's up with you?
2: Hey, man. I'm in a great mood. How are you?
6: Oh, man, listen. And the wonderful show is always. I listen to you on the weekends. Listen, um... For for years they didn't give us anything to really. It was a, a top heavy team. Uh, Scott Brooks, his whole demeanor on the side. that's over with. Yeah. Then if you if you looked at him from the from the Brooklyn Nets, he had game. You know what I mean? But he was on a star heavy team, um, whereas he he really didn't get a chance to show. But now that he's on the court, him and Bradley Beal actually make a, a dynamic backcourt, and they like I said, they 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 can both hit the three. Then you add Burchons. Then you add look, Kyle Kuzma can hit he will give you thirty or three, but he gonna give you energy. You understand <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh Montrez give you that uh so Thomas Bryant was trying to give you that unflash shit before he got hurt. Montrez is gonna give you that all the time. Like if I'm gonna go into a street fight, uh uptime, <laughs> I'm taking Montrez with me. You yeah, understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, so Montrez was a dog. Yeah, so currently constructed, they remind me of the old Clippers uh, squad with Lob City, where I got uh, DeAndre in the middle that's just gonna uh, play defense and and catch lobs and dunk, and I got shooters around me, or maybe more like the uh, uh, the White Howard Orlando Magic uh, back in the day. Yeah, where Gafford don't yeah he don't have a back down to the basket game, but he gonna catch lobs and dunk and rebound and block shots, and we got shooters all around him. Now currently constructed. In the east, the Wizards are a problem. Mm-hmm. I I'm 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 on board now. They a problem. The Chicago Bulls are problem.
2: Yeah. knew the, the New York Knicks are a problem. And the
6: Wizards are a problem.
2: Wow. Got us as a top four team. I appreciate the call, Mo. As always. Let's keep it rocking here. We got Jason in DC. You want to talk with about the Wiz? What up, Jason? Jason, I'm gonna throw you back on hold. We'll try again soon. Uh Lewis in Alexandria. What's going on, Lewis?
7: Hey, Awad, you know, I'm up with everyone else on this Wizards team. You know, that game against the Raptors when they were up by 30, like early on, like yeah. that's such a difference from the last few years when they were down by 30, so early on, <laughs> and it was just hard to watch a game. Um, you know, I like the fact that they spread the offense, they pass the ball, they play defense, you know, it's a whole team game, and it's going to be important because this week we face the Superstars of the week. We face uh, the Nets. We face Tatum, who's killed us before. We face Trey Young, who's a burgeoning superstar. Yep. The first two games, you know, those teams didn't really have major superstars. They had some good players, but not major superstars. And now we contest ourselves with the rest of the good of the East.
2: Yeah. So, you, so your point is, hey, it's two games, but maybe hold the horses. Let's see how the first ten games go.
7: Well, you know, we beat the two games against teams we were already better than last year. You know. Yeah. We were better than the Pacers. We were better than the Raptors.
4: Yeah,
2: that's true. We were were barely better than the Pacers. We had to beat them uh, in that uh, uh, play-in game uh, and at the end of the season, the last regular season game, to even make the playoffs. But I I do agree. Pacers are a good team, though, but it was impressive uh, to beat them last night. Let's go to Tim in Stafford. What's going on, Tim? Oh, hey, Adam. Thanks for taking my call. I just was going to say that You know how last season, how they were, the Wizards were behind big time. All these games where they have to have these stunning fourth quarters. This year, it feels different. We're not getting behind that far. We're so we have this even without Beal last night to have that stunning comeback with. You had Dinwiddie hitting those threes, and then you had Davis hitting that one for the win. That was. It's it feels different. It's not. I've grown up with all this chaos with. First round exit, second round exit. In this year, seems real. We can. I am not saying we can go for a title, but if we can get things going, if Rui is really good, like we're thinking, and Brad has MB, MVP level season, then we can. We're going to be a big threat in the
8: East. Thanks yeah. for taking my call.
2: Yeah, of course, Tim. I love hearing from you as always. That's that's one of my big loyal listeners, Tim. Uh, and so I, I think the biggest point that I would say is like one of my callers said a minute ago, is we've been top-heavy for a long time. We've been a team that's tried to establish a big two, maybe a big three. It hasn't worked. This year, we're 10 guys deep. We might even be 11 or 12. You know, when Rui comes back, there's just so many guys that can contribute, Um, and and the ball movement was there. Now, there was a point in the fourth quarter where the Pacers went on a 10-0 run, and they took the lead back, and it looked like, man, it's just the same old Wizards, same old Washington, well, Wes Sunsell Jr. called the timeout and the guys got energy again. They got they got life back into the building with a couple big shots. Um and and then it was the big play from down low for Montrez Harrell, who had a couple big and ones in the fourth quarter. Um, but man, I, I think the biggest thing that I, I just keep talking about is gotta be the defensive stops at the end of the game. So many times last year. I mean, we had games where Bradley Beal put up fifty seven points and we still lost. You know why that happened? It's because he would score and cut it to a two-point game, and then the other team would hit a wide-open three, or the other team would get a layup or an and-one. These two games so far, we've gotten stopped. In the Toronto game, we were up by 30, let them come back to, like, 15. That's a game last year. They might have come back and won because we had given up so many times last year. Uh, Donald, you look like you have something to say.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, kind of to your point, I think in the past, Brad, you know, just hasn't had any help, so he's had to do it all. And obviously, he's a great offensive player, but I think he's led the league in scoring so much because he ha- he's had to do a lot. So I'm actually hoping in a in a weird way that he's not the league's leading scorer this year because to me, that proves that he actually can rely on other guys and has some help this year.
2: Absolutely. I think Wes Unsell Jr. said this on the Junkies. Uh, I believe he's, he's going to join the Junkies every week this year. Uh, and of course, you can hear Ron Rivera on their show every Tuesday. Um, But I I think the quote he said, which I I loved, which was, if Bradley Beal is, let's say, first team all defense, if he is a great defender this year, but scores five points, less points per game, the team is a better team. And and I 100% agree with that.
3: Yeah, I'm totally with that. That kind of goes with what I'm saying. I'm with that 100%. I think he can contribute in other ways that will help the team that doesn't have to include scoring. And he can rely on guys now. You know, he has options.
2: Absolutely. So a huge win for the Wizards last night, uh, moving to 2-0 on the season. And so I believe their next game, uh, is it not until Monday that they play next, Donald? I think they play Monday uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, so they have the weekend off. Uh, But let's do a little box score breakdown from last night. So we've been talking about Spencer Dinwiddie and his huge three-pointers. He had 34 points last night on 6 of 9 three-point shooting, 13 of 24 unbelievable field goal percentage, 9 assists, uh one turnover. One turnover, 9 to 1 uh assist to turnover ratio, 6 rebounds. He's a bigger point guard that gets up on the glass. And so Daniel Gafford, we talk about the center position. Not a great night. -8 in the uh plus minus category. So then you go to you look at your backup here, Montrez Harrell, unbelievable, 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a block shot. He was all over the place. Uh, and then you have to give credit to the bench performance of Davis Bertans with 17 points and Howell Neto. And, and Neto was a guy last year that it felt like anytime we needed a spark, he would provide it. And we would end up losing a lot of those games, so he never got really the credit that he deserved. But Howell Neto is just a beast at – keeping his dribble alive and getting in the paint. And he makes things happen. He, he's, You know, he plays this European-style basketball where he's going to Euro-step Euro, Euro, Euro step around, hop around the lane. He can hit the three. He can make these crazy running layups and, and stuff like that. Uh, but he, he is another guy that when he limits the turnovers, you see the impact that he makes on the court is huge. Uh, and so it's unbelievable for him there. And then just look at the three-point percentage, 19 of 38, 50%. Unbelievable. you got to love that. I, if they can continue that for the rest of the season, not only are we are a playoff team, we're a top-six playoff seed. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see how that uh, continues throughout the regular season. Washington 2-0 wins their home opener. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan and Simulcast on the Team 980. You can hit me up on Twitter throughout the show if you want to get your tweet read live on air at AWOD Radio. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. Time to get up and at him, everybody. Get out of bed. Start your Saturday morning. How can you not be in a good mood after that amazing Wizards win last night, come from behind overtime victory? I'm at AWOD Radio on social media. Ty hits me up, says, Trez has the intensity that Thomas Bryant tries to act like he has, but also I love the... Uh, that this team is doing, the little things that you never saw under Brooks. I agree with you there. Uh, Jay hits me up, says, love the show. Go Wiz and go Wes Unsell Jr. That's another thing. It's like everybody is really rooting for Wes Unsell Jr. because the legacy of his father, uh, not only as a player but as coach and GM uh, here in Washington. Telly hits me up. That's my guy, Telly, uh, at DC Dude 202 I love uh, hit talking to him on Twitter. He says, are we not going to mention the greatness that's, that was Miles Turner last night? Some said we didn't play good defense. I disagree. We played good defense, even Burton's. But the Pacers were just on fire, especially Turner. Uh, go Wizards. I, I do agree. M- Miles Turner was impressive last night uh, all over the court on offense. Uh, down low, he also stepped back and hit some jumpers. Um, I mean, they were doing a lineup in the fourth quarter that helped them catch up and then take the lead because – If you watch, we were playing better than them most of the game, but then they went with this lineup that was what uh, Drew Gooden called old-school NBA, which was a power forward and a center, two guys over 7 foot with Sabonis and Miles Turner playing together uh, with, like, TJ McConnell kind of running the point guard for them. Um, And it worked, and uh, they played well, but the Wizards were inspired by that crowd there at Capital One Arena and got the victory. Let's go to the phone lines, one 800 Six three six one zero six seven. We got Deacon in DC. What's going on, Deacon?
6: Oh, good morning, Mr. Epstein. Good morning, sir. How are you, man? I am good. Listen, I, it's that NATO, NATO, NATO. Y'all better, y'all gonna recognize a, a Don when you see one. They, they, the game changes every time the boy touches the ball. He's Michael Westbrook, uh, uh, two point oh. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever Westbrook used to bring to the squad, this guy Nato brings it. Not to say anything negative about anybody else. Listen, they brought the squad. The Pacers brought the squad in the fourth quarter. They knew was, they had two seven footers on them little men. And them boys brought that wood, son. <laughs> yeah,
2: now though. <laughs> Nano. That's all I got, baby. Hey, I love it, man. And you're right, Raul Neto brought some great energy last night. He brought some great energy all last season, and he's an interesting uh, style of point guard play um, in the NBA. You know, you know the fact that he, he came from overseas, and it, it's just like the way you watch it. How do you even des- describe it, Donald? You know, it's like, he's not your traditional point guard where he needs the pick and roll. Sometimes he just, like, takes his man one-on-one, goes under the basket, flips something around, and it goes in, or he kicks it back out to a wide-open shooter.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Deacon. Like, he, he's very aggressive. I love his style of play. You know, those European players and, you know, overseas players, they they get at, get at it and are aggressive. That's kind of their style over there that I've noticed. But um, I'm with Deacon. He he definitely showed up for sure.
2: Absolutely. Let's get some thoughts around the NBA action from the first uh, week of uh, play here. I, I think, look, with LeBron in L.A., I think they're going to have some trouble staying healthy and finishing games. I mean, the way the Golden State Warriors came back in that first game was impressive because LeBron was lights out. Like It was like the first 25 minutes of that game, you could see him being the MVP of the league at, at this age in his, stage in his career, which is crazy. Uh, but then, man, Golden State and Steph just hit so many three-pointers and ended up winning that one. Uh, Steph has been impressive. And it has people now saying, if Klay Thompson comes back healthy, the Warriors could win a title again. What do you think about that? I mean, Draymond is is doing everything that he does every year, which is he plays great defense, he hustles, and he kind of runs their offense with backdoor cuts and and passes, and and Steph is their scorer.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's early, but he's playing – Steph, that is, is playing at a – MVP level for sure, and as you said, Clay isn't even back. It's it's similar to how we were talking about the Wizards, and they're playing well without Brad being on the floor. So
2: yeah, and they're gonna get Weissman back. And and there was uh, so did you see that exchange between him and Paul George? I did. So uh, let's kind of explain it for the audience. So I believe Paul George basically said, uh, "Pull up from the logo, and I'll match you." And then Steph Curry said, "Sure," and hit like a what a thirty-five foot. Three-pointer? It, it was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I was trying to track down the audio real quick, but yeah, it was... it was, Oh, could
2: you, you... It was mic'd up, or you could, like, I, hear it on the court? I
3: think so. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick, quickly, but I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that was really cool. Uh, I'm wondering if the Phoenix Suns can recreate the magic of last season, and then everyone's been talking about who this season's MVP could be, and, and my pick is Luka Doncic, because here's the thing. Everyone's talking about how, with Dallas... Stapps Porzingis needs to improve this year. He's got to be better for them to have any chance to compete in the Western Conference. He might be better, but I think Luca is just absolutely such a dog. He's such a beast on the court there. And if he's going to put up 30 a night and, and you know eight rebounds, seven assists, it's almost like he's like Russell Westbrook on steroids because he because he gets he really does get the boards, he gets the points, and he gets the assists as well. Uh, which teams will compete in the East and maybe try to take the Bucks out of their spot there. Uh, I, I, I agree with my caller earlier. It said the Knicks are a problem and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, those are two teams to focus on uh, there as well. I, I'm wondering what will happen with Brooklyn and this Kyrie issue. But if James Harden's hitting three of seven from from, from three every night, they're going to be just fine. Of course, Kevin Durant as well. And I, I said this in my notes. I said, who's the most watchable player this season and my pick is Ja Morant, absolutely. Uh, just the way the way he moves around the court, he tries to dunk on people. Uh, he, he gets his teammates involved. He's putting up 30 a night right now uh, on a team that, you know, people aren't expecting to be that good. So we're going to take a quick quick commercial break right now, and we'll be back for a second hour of AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. I'm all over the place in the DMV. AWOD Weekend Radio, don't go anywhere.